the David Spoon Experience. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First, when a principle or a concept is in the scriptures several times, it is essential to take note of it. When it mentions over 50 times, can you imagine that that would be something that is excessively important? How about over 200 times? What? The word receive or received is used about 240 times in the New Testament. So when people laugh at the idea of receiving Jesus, they laugh at God's word. We receive him by faith into our hearts, and the Holy Spirit takes up residency by his grace, and this is given to us by the Father as a gift. The big key is that this is all about purpose. We'll get to that in a bit. Next, I've had the privilege of reading the Old Testament numerous times and the New Testament even more. In addition, I've read the Bible in multiple English, Greek, and Hebrew translations. From the amplified amplified version, because it starts with an A, to the Young's literal translation, because it starts with a Y, which is pretty close to Z, I've enjoyed them all. And if your God isn't more significant than a translation, you are in error, not knowing God's scripture or his power. Ooh, Dave. And finally, face painting. Yep, at carnivals, it's fun for kids. They get painted like animals. The truth is that they kind of look cool. Did you know that Jesus had face painting done to him? I will bet you a trillion dollars he had face painting done to him. Where is this in the Bible? In Matthew 17 and Luke 9. What kind of animal did he look like? Wrong picture. His face looked brighter than the sun. Can you say glory? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Oh, no. Spiritual observations. Oh, my. My life's insanities. Oy vey. And so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Just david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 
214-210-8483. You can also call us during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, you're going to end up talking to Mighty Gabriel. Let me tell you what that's like. Talking to Mighty Gabriel is like arriving safely at home after an extended long journey and you pull into your driveway and you go, and then you will fly. Do you like playing with sounds? You like that? Is that fun? Okay. <laughs> Just making sure you like it. <laughs> you know, we have a very expensive list of them. Okay, well, we don't have an expensive list of them, but we have a list of them. <laughs> All right, folks, here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got a praise report or prayer request. I do not know. Maybe you got something you want to share. Maybe you got something that just blessed you. Maybe you got a question. Maybe you want to know about quantum physics. Wrong plug, wrong place. <laughs> I can't tell you anything about quantum physics. Uh, maybe you got something though that you just want to get off your mind, get off your chest. It's like I'm just trying to work through this, trying to understand what the Lord is allowing. I get it. I go through it just like you do. In fact, I'm not your pastor. I'm your brother. I might be your older brother or your younger brother or just the annoying brother. I don't know. It depends on how you grew up and what your house was like. But the bottom line is, if you want to reach out to us, you do it by phone, you do it by text, you do it by email, any of those things is good, okay, is good. I know there's some English mistake in that right there. Uh, Before we get anywhere else, I'm going to pray for my brother, and I would like you guys to take this up with your uh, own faith, combining it with mine. We've had a lot of victories and a lot of graces that we have seen coming through prayer. He is going through quite a bit uh, of stuff. He's having some degradation in parts of his body. And uh, and specifically the the arm that he plays guitar with, which ought to tell you something. And then he's got a lot of uh, uh, you know, it's like the way that the body connects. You know, I'm not the medical guy that you need me to be, but it's neurological stuff. So you know, you you really want the Lord just to help him and to bless him. So I'm going to pray for him because he's my bro, and I want you guys to join your faith. And I'll also be praying for the body uh, of people that are listening to us as well. So let's just do that right now. Let's just combine our faith real fast. Let's do it, Father. We come before you right now. We thank you and praise you as always. You are fantastic. You are awesome. You are incredible. And our praise to you can never be sufficient. It's never enough because your kindness far exceeds us. I lift up my very brother, Billy. You used him to help me find you. I ask you to bring healing into his body by the power of the Holy Spirit. Raise him up through the stripes of Jesus Christ by whom we are healed. Pour yourself into his body and raise him up. Let him know that the refreshment and the power of God is active inside of him. And we pray that for 
all of our people. We pray that for Ace and for Gary and for Deborah and for Susie and for all the different people that have been going through different pains and different discomforts that, Lord, you would bring ease and grace and mercy into their physical bodies. You're Jehovah Rapha. You are the God that heals. We ask you to bring that healing power to bear on your children and let their testimonies bring honor and glory to your name. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so there we are, rocking and rolling, praying for one another. That is the thing that we do, and we want to make that uh, a part of our life. That's why I I always ask you guys, and I love it when Gary shares it or when Deborah shares it or when Joanne shares it, Eric and everybody, that you guys are praying for one another. It's exactly what the Scripture tells us to do, to carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Remember, Jesus gave a summation of the law, and that was the, the summation part in the Matthew 22 element where he said, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, love your neighbors, love yourself. But in John chapter uh, 13, he gave a new command. And what was that new command? The new command was to love one another. You want to know how you love one another? You share in the up and the down, the burden carrying, the rejoicing, and the weeping with one another. That's all. Okay, all right. Am I in a soapbox? <laughs> just seems that way. Uh, trivia question. Let me throw it out there, and then I'll start doing the teaching. We're just off on timing. Does it really matter? I mean, does, it doesn't matter. All right. Uh, who drew Moses out of the River Nile when he was in a basket? That's not the right word to ask who drew. I don't want somebody to give me a painting answer. So who pulled Moses out of the River Nile when he was in a basket? How about that? <laughs> See? Somebody pulled him out. If you think you know the answer, where are we at? Uh, 972-445-0770. Uh, also, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Like I said, I'm going to say that question again. Who pulled Moses out of the River Nile when he was in a basket? Now, it does typically say in the Hebrew who drew him, like the person that drew him out, but because most people will then respond, uh, who's that painter guy? (laughs) See, I don't want you giving me a painter answer, okay? So who pulled him out of the River Nile when he was in a basket talking about Mo? Okay? All right. Meantime, I want to do this teaching uh, that is uh, straightforward, really one of the one of the cooler teachings that, that we got going on. Uh, I think Roger and Gab was the first to actually uh, pow-pow on that one. Uh, here, I want to tell you about this Luke chapter 9, verse 51 through 53. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him who went and entered the village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set towards Jerusalem. Okay? 240 times in the New Testament, the Bible talks about receive or received or receiving. These people who were in the village of Samaria, the Samaritans in this village, did not 
receive Jesus because they were mad because he was going to go towards Jerusalem. So they kind of took offense. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it's he, he knew he was getting taken up, right? He knew he was going to be ascending, right? Because it says when the days drew near for him to be taken up, he knew what was going on. He set his face. He made a determination. He's going in that direction, you know, kind of set his face like Flint, not moving, not changing. Here we go. He sent messengers ahead who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. They would not receive him. And people have this weird, weird... I don't know what happened. It was so simple in the 70s and 80s, and then the 90s came along. And once again, I just have to say that the millennials, millennialists only gave us that you can wear different color socks. Uh, that That's the only great thing they gave us. They didn't give us great uh, biblical understanding. So the Samaritans didn't receive him because Jesus' destination, his purpose, his goal wasn't the same as theirs. But in regards to receiving, you have to receive. John chapter 1, verse 12 said that to those who believe and receive, or to those who believe and accepted, he gave the authority to become the children of God. You have to receive. Mark chapter 9, verse 37, whoever receives me receives the Father. The mystery is, well, how do you receive Jesus? I mean, how do you actually receive Jesus? That's, that should be the, the question. And the way that you receive Jesus is by faith into your hearts. Once we do that, the Holy Spirit then takes residency inside us. It's given to us by grace as a gift from the Father. We receive it by faith, but you still got to do it. And some of you out there are like, you know, I think this Jesus thing is cool. You have to receive, acknowledge, surrender all of those words to Jesus. We just typically use the word receive to make it simplified. Jesus said it clear. Whoever receives me receives the Father. You looking to draw closer to God? I can tell you how to do that. Receive Jesus by faith in your heart. Then the Holy Spirit will take up residency and live with you, and you will find a whole new world. That's just the bottom line. All right, our trivia question, by the way, who drew Moses out of the River Nile when he was in a basket, which, of course, leads to the joke, Moses was also a basket case. <laughs> Because he, he was in a basket. Anyway, see, see how that goes. All right, so the answer is Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter. That's who drew him out. And yes, Annika got it right. Moses' name means drawn out. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, Kevin Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. 
Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 Completely unlike, you know, Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I'm really, really blessed that Gabriel's just, I mean, he's just picking it up, picking it up, picking it up, man. I'm really, really happy to have you on board. So great job. And make sure you be praying for him, right? Because working with me, (laughs) I think you guys pretty much already know. Working with me, not the easiest process in the world, I would say. That's all I'm going to say. Trivia question. I know we have one. Oh, it is. So we're kind of, kind of sticking in a little bit of a theme of relatives and stuff. How was Ruth related to Naomi? How was Ruth related to Naomi? All right. All right. Roger again. I wrote that right after. <laughs> so I wrote, I wrote, great job, and then I wrote it, the voice recognition said Sarah when it was supposed to say Pharaoh. Sarah, Pharaoh, Sarah, Pharaoh. Uh, never mind. All right. If you think you know the answer to that, how was they? How were they related? What is it? How was Ruth related to Naomi? If you think you know the answer, then you can call nine seven two four four five. 
0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase dot org. Okay. 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 So great job. Uh, uh, Jenny being one of the first few. E. It's very, very good. All right. Um, let's see. What do we got going? We have our joke. Well, they're not jokes. They're humorous quips. <laughs> so there's a substantial difference between that and uh, jokes. So I want to make sure you got that. Ready? All right. All right. Here we go. There we go. There we go. Ready? Got the jokes. You ready? Uh, oh, we got a phone call already? Wow. It's a good thing you told me. I was like, what? What? Okay, good. All right. Send them on through. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Knock, knock. Shabbat shalom. Are you joking me with me? <laughs> How are you, my brother? Good. I'm supposed to be listening to some jokes. Who put me through? <laughs> now you got to wait. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> See, as, as a doctor, I recommend patience. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's cool. Hey, well, what would you say a person who's waiting at the barber shop? What would I say to a person who's waiting at the barber shop? What would I say? Chop, chop? <laughs> no. What? What? <laughs> what would I say? Barbecue? <laughs> Barbecue? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you come up with that on your own? I just need to know. <laughs> no, I I heard it and then I twisted. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because he's at the barber shop waiting to barbecue. <laughs> so he's in a queue okay. <laughs> instead of in a line. <laughs> All right, uh, you, you got to uh, answer the trivia now because now you're now you're in trouble. Okay, so okay after answer, I I have a theological question for okay, my after. doctor friend. Okay, okay, let's let's do that. Let's do the trivia question first. All right, so uh, the relationship between them is like a mother-in-law. Okay, so then Ruth was to Naomi the. Da- not the mother, but daughter the in law. daughter in law. That is correct, Amanda, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent, excellent job. All right, now you have a theological question, which may be good and maybe not be good, depending on whether I can help well, you with it. Right? Uh, you are a doctor now, so what? you better give me the answer. <laughs> Gospel, gospels. Yeah, gospels, gospels. That's the answer. Gospels. <laughs> All right, what do hey, you got, brother? Okay, hey, Revelation chapter thirteen, verses seven and eight. Oh, in the very end, it says like a people will worship that dragon or some uh, beast that their names are not written from the foundation of the earth. So it's mean. Uh, then uh, I know the predestined people play that kind of spiritual spin there. So it's mean only the elect, like according to the Calvinist tulips, will be there, or 
the other people also have a chance. All right. So, see, the, the question you asked now, you know it's an age, it's a very long-term question. So, I mean, in other words, this has been a theological debate that's gone on for actually prior to Jesus, which is really what's so funny because the rabbis used to debate it as well. Here's what people are missing because they're trying to pick a side, okay? And it's always when you have two teams that are playing in a football game, you pick a side. Okay, now very few people are picking the referee, right? So the idea is you're picking a team, you're picking a side to go with. What people are missing is that predestination is God's side, free will is human's side, and those don't mix. In other words, God doesn't tell, uh, I've predestined, and this is what's going to happen. So no person knows. But the, So on the human side, it's free will, but in the economy of God, because he is omniscient, there's nobody that can make a free will decision that's ever going to be made that isn't already known. So from a complexity of something like Revelation 13, it's from God's perspective, you get a little bit of a wind, and then from the human perspective, you get a little bit of a wind. And the wind is, God knows who's going to say yes and who's going to be in the book. Mankind does not. So you can, no matter what anybody says, people say, well, it's fixed. You don't know what the fix is. Nobody does. Only God does. That's why the command is to witness to everybody. So the idea is that people try to pick one side or the other. You can't, you, it's, it's, the irony is the one scripture that defines both positions in one verse. You know, it's in Timothy, and it says, it says this, The Lord knows those that are his, in the same verse it says, And let them the na- that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So God knows who's his, but on the human side, you better live it right. That's where it's going. That you know, that's the communication. So when you have people that are saying, "Well, they're not," they're, the scripture says they're not written in the book of life. God knows they're not in there, and they're not going to be in there. That doesn't mean you know who they are. That doesn't mean anybody knows who they are. And that doesn't mean that somebody who was a worshiper can't be converted, because there were many people who were in cultic things that were converted. We don't know the absolutes on each situation. What we know is that God has every person's salvation in the palm of his hand. That's what we know. Well, good. So I decided, now I will not follow the Calvinist tulip anymore. I'm going to (laughs) destroy all those tulips. (laughs) See, I'm a Calminian. You understand? <laughs> see, see, see. This is people. People are listening. Going, what are you guys talking about? So, tulip is a is a five point theological approach, the Calvinistic approach, and then there's our Arminian approach, which is an opposition to tulip. And it's like everybody's mad at everybody because they don't follow the same thing. It's like. You people, it's like if you could just get the benefits of both things, you'd be happy all the time instead of half miserable. <laughs> that's, that would be my all answer. All right, so that's I'll my send answer. you a call, Bell. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, brother. <laughs> all right. Well, Shabbat Shalom, and thank you for answering. You got it, brother. Uh, you're, you're a great doctor. You're better than Dr. Phil. <laughs> I don't have, he's got more hair than I do. <laughs> this is my opinion, so I want to say what I want to say. I I think you're better than Doctor Phil. Thank you, brother. I appreciate All you. Right. All right, love you, brother, and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Okay. All right. People are like, what? 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 All right. If you think that's bad, wait till this one. I can't believe I'm gonna have to teach this right now. You might as well. Thanks, Al. <laughs> Al did make a point. Yes, but Dr. Phil has a TV show, Dave.
Thanks, Al. Anyway, um, this thing I'm going to teach is huge, and people are going to uh, have a hard time with this. And here's my response. I love you in Jesus. Is it, you appreciate that? I love you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 8, verse 26. The title of this DDD, I'm still going to do it, and we'll do our jokes a little later on. The title of the DDD is It Doesn't Matter. So here's what the verse says. They sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite of Galilee. So there's another translation that says they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes instead of the Gerasenes, uh, which is opposite of Galilee. There's another translation that says they sailed to the country of the Gergesians, uh, uh, which is the opposite of, of Galilee. So there's three different ways to pronounce this one place. And so here's my challenge to everybody who's listening so that you don't have a really hard time and just stay focused on what the Lord has set before you. Okay? All right? Ready? All right. So what? <laughs> Let me say that better. So, or wait, if you were in a Jewish home, it'd be like, and yes, how can I help you? In other words, it doesn't matter that one translation has it spelled one way or another way or another way. No, no, that means it's not the Word of God. That's so ridiculous. I just want to point out a few things so that everybody can jump on board. Jesus quoted the Greek Old Testament 92% of the time as opposed to quoting the Hebrew Old Testament. For those that don't know, the Greek Old Testament was the Septuagint. And so Jesus quoted that 9 plus out of 10, and that was a translation of the Hebrew Bible, which was already a translation. So why am I bringing this point up? Your translation does not determine whether you are a Christian or not. If your God is not bigger than a translation, your God is lame, and you better get in touch with the God that created the universe because the God that created the universe can write a book. He can use thunder from the sky to save somebody. He can use the Good News Bible to save somebody right here. He can use the King James, the New King James, the American Standard, the New American Standard, the Young literal, the amplified. He can use any of those versions. He can use the ESV or anything. He'll use anything he wants that's his word, his way. And if people don't like it because there are multiple translations, here's the answer. Too bad. God is not bound by a Bible translation. He's bound by people that hear what he has to say. In the sense, I don't want to, that's even wrong. Even, even that statement I just made is wrong. He's not bound by any of that. He chooses to work in the parameters. That's what I should have said. The bottom line to me bringing that up is there is nothing wrong with having a favorite translation. I happen to be one of those people that love multiple translations. I actually read th two or three translations every week. I've had that great fortune to read over 60, I think it's at this point, it's like 75 English translations all the way through uh, on all of it. Here's the thing. God speaks continually. And when you're reading, if he's talking to you and it's the word, awesome. Because God is bigger than any translation 
anytime, anywhere, any place. And the people are like, no, it must only be. And there's people that say that that it can only be this translation. It will be this translation. There is not a single Bible that exists that is not a translation anywhere because the original Greek and Hebrew are no longer available. So, oops, why do I say all that? So that you can understand actually how big God is. He's bigger than our— It's really interesting that, that Samson asked that question about Calvinism and Arminianism, because it's like those are just two opposing theologies. Nothing wrong with being on either side as long as you're not you know, excluding fellowship, which some people do, and that's just wrong, unbiblical. But the idea is there's difference of opinions. There's different approaches. All that's great. God's bigger than all that stuff. He's always been bigger than that stuff. He always will be bigger than that stuff. It's petty flesh and not spiritual or Christians who are not walking in the spirit who make these issues of fellowship. Not God. People. Get it? All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down and see Purchase my freedom at the cost of his What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience. Only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? These are church signs. Now, some of these are okay, but some of these are funny. So, uh, and, and we let uh, Terrific T be the ultimate uh, decision maker. Here it is. There's uh, 10 signs. We'll do them real fast. The first one, free trip. This on a church. Free trip to heaven. Details inside. Okay. Not bad, right? Not bad. Yeah. 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 All right. Here's the next one. Try our Sundays. They're better than Baskin Robbins. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, this is funny because you got to hear it as I do it. Searching for a new look. Have your faith lifted here. Instead of face lifted. Come on. All right. There's uh, an ad for a church uh, with a picture of somebody holding two stone tablets where the Ten Commandments are, and it says, For fast, fast, fast relief, take two tablets. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, the restaurant next to the church put out a big sign says, Open Sundays. Uh, that's not a good one. Just skip that one altogether. Uh, having, okay. Having trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come on in and hear. <laughs> uh, come in and pray today. Beat the Christmas rush. <laughs> Always going Christmas. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was on a sign in front of a church. Sign broken. Message inside this Sunday. 
Let's see. Uh, come work for the Lord. The work is hard. The hours are long and the pay is low, but the retirement benefits are out of this world. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. And uh, finally, if you're headed in the wrong direction, God allows U-turns. U-turns. Not bad. Right? That's all right. right? It's pretty good. A little funnier than the clown ones. Yeah. (laughs) A little funnier than clown ones. I have to think that Try Our Sundays are better than Baskin Robbins. That's a good one. (laughs) That's what I Okay. The David Spoon Experience. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. As with every penalty, you're sure to lose. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready to do our next trivia question. Which king of Israel slaughtered priests while chasing after David? You guys should be able to get that one. That's pretty straightforward. If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must org. You got that going on there. I do want to ask you guys to make sure to pray for the ministry. We have a meet, uh, board meeting next week, and we we're praying about ministry direction, you know, how to do it, what to do, where are we going, how are we doing it, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, please uh, keep us in prayer. We need prayer. I mean, I need prayer every day. I mean, there's not a single day that I don't need prayer, that's for sure. Uh, which king of Israel slaughtered priests while chasing after David? So slaughtered priests. Ooh, that's bad, right? If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email david at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we're going to go to history before we do jokes because I can always delay on the jokes, but I can't delay on history because that's all I got. So, history, yeah. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, so this is the fifth day of August. Uh, we do have somebody that's calling in. We'll have them wait while I read the history because I got to do the history now. So we got somebody answering the trivia question, but I got to finish the history because we already did the song, and that's kind of how I do it. Uh, Today is National Oyster Day. Don't know. Not a huge—I mean, I know some people really like oysters. (laughs) Work like a dog day. Uh, Which one? Because if it's a dog like Levi, my dog, Levi does nothing. Zero. If it's like Birdie, Birdie seems to be trying to do something all the time. Okay, so there. Uh, so we'll have them hold until I finish, and then we'll bring them on. Uh, today is National Green Peppers Day. I don't know. I mean, uh, I like them on pizza. <laughs> I guess that's okay. Today in 1861, the first United States income tax. Uh, United States President Abraham Lincoln signed into law a 3% tax on incomes over $800 uh, in 1861. It was repealed and replaced with another income tax in 1862. Uh, All came together, though, on August 5th, 1861. Uh, In 1914, the first electric traffic light is installed in Cleveland, Ohio. That's just so funny to think about that. It's just like, so, so 100 and eight years ago, the first traffic light was put in. Wow. 
It's amazing. Uh, Little Orphan Annie uh, debuted on this day in 1924. And uh, finally, uh, American Bandstand, 1957, hosted by Dick Clark, uh, debuted on ABC. It was previously only a local show and then expanded into a national format. Okay, that's the history. There you go. Uh, Don't get too excited. You can share that with all your friends. Now we have somebody who's going to answer the trivia question, so let's go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? Knock, knock. Hello? Oh, hi. Now Now we're connected. Yes, you can. You want to? I'll give you the question and then you can answer. Okay, you ready? Okay. All right. Ready. Which king of Israel slaughtered priests while chasing after David? That was King Saul. That is correct. You are right. That is exactly correct. That Excellent was, job. That was a very unfortunate situation. You know, he was. He was hungry. He was um, acting, King David was acting like he was um, crazy out of his mind uh, because he wanted, uh, he and his, he and his uh, men were hungry. So the priest gave, gave them the showbread, which he was, the priest was not supposed to do that, but he did that because he thought it was okay because he heard that David had been anointed to be the next king, and he, he didn't really realize the uh, hatred between Saul and, and well, really with Saul. Saul was so jealous and all. So that, that's, uh, that was an unfortunate situation, but yeah. Yeah. Mary, how you been? How you been? How you been doing? I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Yeah, the Lord's good. The Lord's good to me. I'm I'm doing okay right now. All right. So well, we want people praying for you. Thank you for asking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful and to hear congratulations from you. Congratulations that you're now uh, Doctor David, huh? Doctor yeah. King? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I should tell you what my kids call me. Late for dinner. They don't call me anything. <laughs> oh, well, I can't imagine you being late for dinner. <laughs> Excellent line, Mary. Very, very good. <laughs> okay. Very great job. Well, anyway. Awesome. Great to hear from you. Always call whenever you have an opportunity. We love it. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless Alrighty. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yay! That's Mary. For those that don't know, Mary's like the mother of the show. (laughs) She's so great. That's so nice to hear from her. Oh, that's just really, 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 really good stuff. Okay, uh, what are we doing? I got to do a teaching at some point, don't I? I got to do a teaching. I'll do a little bit of a teaching, and then what we'll do is we'll come back. We still have another trivia question that I want to try and and uh, get in there. So I'll do a shorter teaching first, and I'll do a longer one after. Wait, wait, we got uh, is, is that somebody else calling in? We got oh, this is is this that same thing? No, same. Okay. We just got stuff going on all over. Galatians chapter 4, verse 28 and 29. Now you, my friends, are God's children as a result of his promise, just as Isaac was. At that time, the son who was born in the usual way persecuted the one who was born because of God's spirit, and it is the same now. Did you get that? Ooh, hold on. Get this. Get this. 
Oh, Mark. Wonderful to hear from you, Mark. Uh, now, you, my friends, are good children as a result of his, or God's children as a result of his promise, just as Isaac was. You, ladies and gentlemen, you are a child of the Most High God. At that time, the son who was born in the usual way persecuted the one who was born because of God's spirit. Well, you are born of God's spirit. It is the same now, the scripture says. You are born of God's spirit, and those who are born in the usual way, uh, they don't think highly of those that were born because of God's spirit. We're God's kids because of his promise, just like Isaac was a child of promise. Just like Isaac was persecuted because he was a child of God's promise, so are we. And the reason that I bring that up is because I think the church should do maybe a little bit a little bit less complaining and a little bit more heightened awareness that those that are not born or touched by the Spirit persecute those who are born or touched by the Spirit, that those who are of that natural and worldly realm are against those who are born in the Spirit. And it was that way then in the time of Isaac, and it was that way then in the time of Jesus making reference to it and Paul making reference to it, and that is the case now. There's nothing weird, and nobody should be surprised that the world doesn't like us, okay? The world didn't like Jesus, and we're his offspring, so to speak. We're his his children, so to speak. And so, of course, they're not going to like us. And Jesus even said, if they don't like the, they don't like the master of the house, they ain't going to like the servants. I'm like, yeah. So instead of freaking out about it, let's go, yeah, that makes sense. Let's make sure to stay strong in the Lord while stuff is going on all around us. And, oh, by the way, it's going to keep happening until the Lord comes back. Okay. All right. We'll take our break. Come back. I got a really super teaching that I want to do that I don't want you to go anywhere. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? She thought he was a gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. Now you think three words. Come on, Dave. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is... Hebrew for teacher, or it doesn't matter if your translation says master, rabbi, it doesn't matter. She said, Mary. She, she responded, master, Lord. You see, the resurrected Jesus Christ speaks the name of his sheep. And Jesus knows your Name. My sheep, Jesus said, know my voice, and they hear me. And you were going along in your journey. Maybe you were young and you were in church. Maybe you were young and somebody brought it to you. Maybe you were in middle, the middle part of your life. Maybe in the later part of your life. But at some point, Jesus said your name. 
he said, David, Tierra, Tiffany, Noel, Joshua, Ashley. At some point, he called your name. The risen Messiah spoke your name to you. You know what? That's when you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, Rabboni. It's the most powerful moment because it's the moment that the divine Messiah speaks to you and pulls you from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into another kingdom, the kingdom of light. It is the moment that changed everything. And uh, Billy Graham had a really good piece on it. said some people can really define that moment, some people can't. Doesn't matter. It happened for those that, well, it was kind of like a metamorphosis, but it happened. And in the economy of God, it happens more specifically. And maybe the person doesn't know the date. I know my date, but maybe the person doesn't know the date that he said yes to Jesus. But there was a moment where Jesus called your name and you said yes. And that was the beginning of your understanding of his depth of love. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Got to go, kind of got to go rapid speed here. Uh, last trivia question true or false? King Hezekiah was known as being one of Judah's worst kings. True? Or false. We don't have time to play the buzzer, so you're going to have to kind of just go along with it. True or false, King Hezekiah was known as being one of Judah's worst kings. True or false. I do want to let you know, uh, if you want to reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. Let me say this real quick. We're going to send you to the website real fast. The reason is we need money. <laughs> Sorry, I just got to tell you that. We we're, we uh, need money. Yes, we do need money. Uh, please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right, there you go. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to figure out. People are always telling me what these different things are. I say that was a pie-eating contest. Okay, let's send the person through. We got somebody ready to answer trivia. And so when this person uh, reaches on through, we're going to give him a chance to answer the trivia. Go ahead and send him through. Send him through. Send him. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're better. I'm doing pretty good, Will. I'm doing pretty good. I got to tell you, doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I got to give you a good voice on that. Hold on. Doing pretty good. There you go. How's that? <laughs> well, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, my brother. True or false, Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, was known as being one of Judah's worst kings. True or false? Oh, that's definitely false. That is correct, sir. You are right. 
Ezekiah was, in fact, one of the best kings that Israel have ever had. Actually, it even says that he was one of the best kings that Israel ever In 2 Kings 18, 1 through 12, it tells how great he was. Now, the reason that's tricky is because a lot of people don't know the names. And just to tell you how tricky it was, when I was pastoring in a church, I would tell people, turn in the book of Hezekiah, and you just wouldn't believe how many people were flipping through their Bibles trying to find the book of Hezekiah when there is no book of Hezekiah. <laughs> well, I thought that's where it said he was a good king. <laughs> he is was a great king. So, yes, sir, you got that right. Excellent job, my brother. Excellent work. But like the rest of us, he also had some flaws. Yeah. who And who doesn't, right? Amen to that. <laughs> Great job, bro. Excellent work. So, while I got you, I have a question. Sure. Fire away. Did you finish your Ph.D. work? Yeah, I fin- I, am a, I am officially a doctor. So you can call me Dr. Dave, or you can call me Dave, or you can call me Ray, or you can call—no, you can't call me Ray. You can call me Dave, or you can call me Spoon, or—yeah, I'm done. I am finished. Well, Dr. Spoon, my congratulations. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it very much. I do. You have a blessed day. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So doctor's in. We should probably do that thing. The doctor's in or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, limited time. I got to do this one thing. So I'm not going to do the jokes. You'll just have to bear with it. You know, I tell enough jokes. I've told like 3,000 jokes on this show. Uh, face-altering Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can't resist some of these things, right? The face-altering Jesus. Now, i got to check in to make sure somebody else isn't calling in because if they are, I want to give them a shot. Because I always give people that opportunity. So, But thank you, Will. I really appreciate you sharing that with me. It was very, very nice. Okay. Do we have somebody that wants to comment? Should I share something? Yeah. Okay. We got, we've got we got three minutes, so we got to be on a tight frame. So send them all through. I'll wait on what I'm doing. I'm not that important. That's for sure. Send them through. Go ahead. Yeah. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Robin in Dallas. Hi, Robin. Um, how are you? I'm, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm calling. I'm calling because um, I know that you are a recovered addict, and my daughter just left for rehab today after being an alcoholic for 20 years. Wow. And I just wanted to see if we could have the audience and everybody pray for her. Yeah. Do you want? Do you, we don't have to have her name? Do you want to give us her name, or should we just pray? Yes. Or what's, what's her, her name? Her name is Alexandra. Alexandra. Let's do it right now. That's much more important than what I was going to do anyway, so let's do it. Let's pray. Thank you. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and we praise you. We thank you for Robin, that she is looking out for Alexandra, and we are just— there's few people that know the depth and the level, the pain, the frustration, the, the moments that you're just trying to find— the purpose of living, and I, I understand it fully and well, and I am just asking for Alexandra in the name of Jesus Christ that she would find that one spark of joy that comes from knowing how much you love her and that it would push past the lies and it would push past all the pain, all the wounding, 
all the frustration that she's gone through. I really pray that Robin herself would have an ability to not just communicate that, but to keep praying that. Lord, for me, it was the journey of the search because I didn't get that sense of love and wanted to get a sense of belonging and tried to continually escape. And I just ask you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would bring comfort into Alexandra's life and that she would find that you have the answers that she is deeply searching for and doesn't know how to express. I pray you just push past the human wisdom, the psychologies, Mm -hmm. the feelings, all of that stuff, and show her the miraculous power of you. And let her find life in that, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. God bless. God bless you you too. You are welcome. All right, so bye bye. That's so much. See, now I'm just gonna say because we, we, that's so much more important than the. You know, I like teaching. Don't get it wrong. But man, we need to be letting everybody in the audience. Everybody, I need you to be praying for Robin and for her daughter Alexandra. You just take take a couple minutes out, two minutes out of your life. You can do it. These are people that need help. Mom is crying out for help. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord, and if that was uh, you making that call, you'd want people praying too. So I really ask you, I'm beseeching you in the name of Jesus Christ that you would follow up and pray and make this an important portion of your devotional time, okay? The biggest teaching I could ever tell you is this, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. Okay. All right. We are going to break and we'll come back next week. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 70 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Who knows when a broken heart will Broken hearts don't die, they just grow The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers, and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.